everyone. Welcome to Cultivate and Keep podcast. You know, I wanted to say um, for a while when me and Corey would start these podcasts, we would always like debate like who was going to intro. And now it's kind of just like assumed that I do it. Yeah. Like I it's, think it's a just thing now, now, Corey's like, you ready to go? Three, two, one, boom. And I'm like, oh, I guess I'm talking. Um, and also I've been thinking about how inconsistent I am and how I intro. Every yes. time is different, which I kind of like it. I, I dig it. Because most podcasts that I listen to are like super like the exact same every time. Mm. And with me, you never know what you're going to get. That's right. Keep people on their toes. Hmm. Keep them on their ears or something like that. Anywho, how are you, brother? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I may sound a little bit different. I'm sort of dealing with some allergy stuff, which I was just describing to you. Um, But we just recorded a super dope episode Mm. with Matt Miller, which will be coming out after this at some point maybe in the next week or two um but yeah otherwise feeling pretty good um it's been uh yeah it's been good with i mean i guess like work it's been difficult still kind of trying to live life normally i guess mm-hmm. but um monique and i've been trying to do like a good job of like hanging out with parents and going out going to the beach getting coffee just trying to get out of the house so walking the dog trying to do whatever mm-hmm. i can to keep normal hmm. that's cool what are you guys doing for dates? You know, I think that's been the hardest part for us because we've actually done a really good job. I think every Thursday, well, at one point it was Fridays and then I think it was Wednesdays and then I think it was Mondays, but now Thursday nights are our date night have been for several months, maybe even like a year now. And since this whole thing has happened, we haven't really known what to do. Um, so we haven't done much to be honest. Yeah, it's been hard. Same, same yeah. with us. Like, um, this might sound weird, but I think our, our best date night yet since the quarantine was we went and got Greek food one night and then we came back in our room and just like slid in bed, ate dinner and watched in a movie. Bed? Oh yeah. But, it, but, uh, I, I don't know. It was weird. Well, I think it was cool because we now have a bunch of roommates in our house where we are renting oh, rooms right. out. And so it's like, we are never alone at night mm-hmm. when we, you know, every night we make dinner and it's like for the whole house and we all have dinner together. We watch a movie or yeah. we play a game. And so, on date night, like we can't really go anywhere. And so we were like, well, let's go in our room. And so we did it. And actually it was really cool. That's cool. And then I think one day, one afternoon, we like went down to the Harbor and got food. But this was like five weeks ago. And so at that point you like couldn't get out of your cars. Like they were super strict. And so mm. we like sat in my truck and like ate. It was, that was kind of weird, but we did that. Yeah. We did yeah, that once. Been, we went to the beach and yeah. got a burrito and ate in our car and watched. We went like by a uh, wind and sea in La Jolla. Mm. Um, it's funny. I just want to mention, uh, right, right before this whole thing happened, we had, according to Monique, her favorite date ever so far, which is going to make it, it sound like has we haven't done anything. But I trust me, we've done a lot cooler things for dates. But right before that, we went to, um, we went to Lowe's, and we went to Costco, and then, but this wasn't like the date part. But then we went to IKEA, and we had dinner at IKEA, and then we walked through IKEA, and then at the end, like in the bottom part. Got dessert. Uh, got dessert and that was like her favorite thing her favorite date so far i don't know why but that's what we did and we were like every week we talk about how I we just want to do that say. again that's funny um <laughs> a couple years ago when i had a high school group i probably shouldn't share this nah, i'm gonna share it um yolo we would yolo i haven't said that in like a long time anyway um we, this is probably like six years ago and we took our group to Ikea. We, st- well, we took them to Costco to get like food, the food court food. Oh yeah. This is the one in, um, 
off the 15 kind of by Fashion Valley. Uh-huh. So we went to the Costco and then we walked across the parking lot to Ikea. And for that night, we had like an event night. And the event was Hide and Go Seek in Ikea. Oh, yeah. It was so fun. And then uh, we put that game, Sardines, where like basically one person goes to hide. And then everyone, everyone's trying to find him. And if you find him, you hide with him until there's, until there's only one person left. And oh, right. The last person loses. Yeah. And we did it. We did it in Ikea for like hours. And it was by far everyone's favorite night ever. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, dude, it was you so fun. You got kicked out though, didn't you? Yeah, it was intense. Like, okay, so right. I, the, but the rules were if you got kicked out, like you, like we were going to keep playing. So you had to wait outside. That's kind of how we did it. <laughs> Excuse me. And, um, so what the kids did, they were pretty smart. So when, it, when a few would get kicked out, they would like go outside, change clothes and then like Walk get really in. creative how they got like one, one of the kids like was pretty small. So he would like wait until like a couple would come and he like <laughs> trail behind them and he's like their kid basically. <laughs> and it was so, it was such a fun night. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I miss date night. We need to do something more creative. I need to cook for us one of these nights. That's what I think that would make. Do you cook? Oh, not really. No, I wouldn't describe myself as a cook at all. I kind of get down. I'm not going to lie. I've been learning how to make some pretty good bacon recently. I mean, I know how to make eggs and omelets and stuff like that. I I was going to say, breakfast food is like, that's like, but I can, I'm more confident in breakfast. Yeah. And I love breakfast food for dinner too. But um, recently I've been getting more into bacon. She really likes sausage. uh, And so I think I might, I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Depending on when this, yeah, maybe we'll have to do this before this next podcast comes out. (laughs) So I surprise her still. (laughs) That was funny. Um, well, cool. Um, I want to share a thought. So yeah, we just recorded with Matt Miller, which was really cool. And, um, I want to say like, uh, that's probably what our 12th, 13th person we've interviewed, like roughly, probably around 10, I would say. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was reminded today when doing it with him, like how cool it is to like hear someone's story and like just basically like learn from like their experience. And so I encourage you if you're listening Go back and listen to some of our other interviews, mm-hmm. um, and especially the one with Matt. Be on the lookout because it was good. I feel like I, I learned a ton, and I'm, I feel inspired. So Me too. It was cool. Yeah. It's cool, dude. Um, cool. Well, um, as we're recording, it's May 19th, and um, which is crazy in itself. Already. I feel like um, like how May well, how this year has gone has not been, I think, what most expected. But like for me specifically, um yeah, just what's going on right now in May is like so different with how I thought it would look. Like a lot of things have changed. And um, I was kind of thinking for myself, well, I also want to preface. So before today, I like made a nice big outline of notes to prepare for for tonight and somehow it got deleted. So like the one time. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, anywho, so I'm just going to wing this and see how it goes. But okay. Um, but I've been thinking like recently just feeling like how like how do we, how do we respond with everything that's going on you know like i've been feeling personally uh really on being on the side of like being really frustrated and kind of feeling like it's time to get back to work like that's how i feel and i think that you know i'm sure everyone feels different but when this all started i was like just to be clear i was like for sure like way um like on the side of like hey i think we should quarantine like i was all for it. i thought it was the right thing to do once you know it had been you know five, six, seven, eight weeks. And we started to see the numbers and the results. I was kind of feeling like, okay, cool. Like we see, we've seen what's happened. Like, I think we, we have, um, flattened the curve, you know, the hospitals are not overwhelmed and you know, the, the death rates are much lower than expected. And so, um, it, I feel like it's been in that general state for the past probably two weeks now where it's kind of been like, okay, it's time to get back to work. And so I found myself like, um, up until this point being, I think 
pretty even keeled and for the most part like in a good like headspace. But the last like week I've been super, super frustrated. I've just been feeling like, dude, like I'm over this, like it's really hurting my business, like I, I need to get back to work. Um and so I was kinda thinking like how do we respond like to that kind of situation? Like what what does it look like as a Christian as a Christian man to um like how do you respond to uh, disappointment, to to failure, to being frustrated, to this pandemic, like all the above? Like what do you do? You know. So I was kind of thinking about that. I just kind of thought about Job, and you know, if you guys know the story of Job, I mean, he uh, at one point was a very, 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 very wealthy man. He had a ton of um, uh, animals, a lot of land. He was just a very wealthy dude, big family. And uh, I mean, we won't go into the whole story, but you guys know the story of Job. Basically, he, you know, God allowed him to kind of come to the end of himself you know he lost really about everything that he had and his um his life i mean became it was really hard you know and uh and and if you read the story in the first chapter you, it kind of all happens really quick which is kind of cool i like how that story like just gets straight to the point you know yeah. um i think it's like 40 him. chapters and chapter one like everything basically like goes bad already happens yeah. almost and so at the end of chapter one he had lost his um he had 10 children. He lost them all. He lost uh, all of his livestock. He lost, uh, I think at that point, he had the boils on his skin. I mean, like a lot of things that happened in that one chapter. And um, at the end of the chapter, he responds, and Corey's going to read the verse. So it's Job one twenty. He says, uh, At this, Job got up and tore his robe and shaved his head. Then he fell to the ground in worship. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I will depart. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. May the name of the Lord be praised. In all this, Job did not sin by charging God with wrongdoing. Yeah, so, um, you know, I think the first thing that, that, like, I think of, like, before I read this this chapter, I was kind of thinking for myself, like, dude, like, what, like, how do I respond in a situation? And I've kind of been thinking the last week, like, I was kind of thinking back to, like, okay, what has been working for me? Like, what, you know, when I, what has been the most encouraging thing for me in this time? And it's, it's been worship. And so I kind of thought to myself, like, yeah, like, I know I need to worship God. I know that I need to like give him praise really at all times. And so I've been trying some small things like, um, I, I, I've often talked about this, but, um, I've just been trying to be consistent and like really playing worship music throughout my whole day, like in the morning, throughout, throughout working, throughout, you know, the night like when I'm getting ready, go to sleep, whatever, like just playing worship music has been, it's crazy the impact that has had on me. You know, I feel like I am really missing like corporate worship. I'm missing, you know, being, um, with my church and, and having like normal Sundays together. And so like doing whatever I can, whether it's, you know, if I'm getting ready or if I'm, you know, around the house or driving, like having worship, like where I can like, um, they sing to God and just be in his presence has been so cool and so encouraging. And so I was thinking that, and then, you know, I looked up, like just Job, like, you know, what, you know, I basically looked up like the story of Job and I came across this verse and I was like, yeah, like it, you know, Job, that was his response. Like the, I'm trying to think like I feel like what I'm what I'm personally experiencing is not really like at this point it, it is scary and is uncomfortable but at this point it's more of a frustration versus like a I don't know like a crazy dire circumstance hmm. um Job faced a really 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 difficult crazy severe circumstance and his response was to fall on his face and worship God and so I kind of want to talk about like what does that look like what does that do for us like how does that bring God into the picture and and yeah, it's kind of like my overall thoughts before we get into it. Yeah. It's interesting to me because, um, gosh, I forget where I heard it pretty recently, but someone was talking about how, 
Um, obviously it's, it's easy to praise God and worship when times are good. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's also maybe in a, in a strange way, kind of easy to, um, you know, when you hit rock bottom, you know, so then kind of, uh, to surrender to God and to maybe kind of, um, relinquish any sort of control that you feel like you had, but it's the hardest to surrender and to, to worship God and to praise God when you're at the cusp of losing everything. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where like probably your anxiety comes from, where a lot of people are worried Mm -hmm. about is like, uh, I don't want to lose this thing. I don't want to experience this pain. I don't want this tragedy to happen. And how do you worship God with that kind of thought in your head that you might lose everything and you're scared of that, you know? And you know, what was different about Job, right? Is that he, he lost everything so quickly mm-hmm. and it was like, I mean, I forget the circumstances, but it's yeah, like, I've read, um, it's, it, I don't know if this is true, like, but what I read said it was, it was, uh, within days, which yeah. is crazy. That's like, correct. I mean, I mean, 10 kids, you're, you know, your, your wife essentially abandons you. All um, his livestock. Yeah. All those plants, things you know, burn down, just his property. reputation, everything like dude is his physical health, like in days. Yeah. You know? And I think, um, what's super interesting, right. Is that he didn't even have time to prepare his heart. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of like shows his, his true colors because it happened so quickly, I think. Um, but that first, uh, I think it's verse 21, you know, where Job speaks and he says, naked, I came from my mother's womb and naked, I will depart. And that kind of like theme just speaks to me of like perspective, you know, and like, what, what am I really losing in this in this space or in this time or in this tragedy and, um, and really thinking about, you know, what, what is there really that you can lose? It's hard because, you know, you look around and you're like, okay, I can lose my house or I can lose my job. I can lose my car. I can lose every kind of everything that I've built up for myself in the last, you know, years of work Mm -hmm. and and accomplishments. Um, but really what are you losing? Mm -hmm. I don't know. What, What, how do you think about it? Yeah, well, I think um, I think like, posing the question of like, what are you actually going to lose? Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's important to think about. I think that the things that we make important, you know, our home, our house, our home, car, family, friends, like routine of life, like we make these things to be like everything. And the thought of that being different is like kind of shattering, you know? But your question of like, well, what are you actually losing? Like if that actually did happen, like, you know, like, what would your life look like? I, you know, to be honest, I don't really think about that. And I think hmm. um, as of right now, like, as you bring that up, it's it's a challenging thought. Like, you know, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I was in, in high school. I was in a band, Kingship, Gulligum Up, Fire. Hey. Um, there is a song, and as you were talking, that came to my head. But uh, it's, uh, I think it's a song it's called If I Lost Everything or Lost Everything. I can't remember. And that's one thing that we remember me and Caleb you know, we're really good friends growing up and we would, we would often talk about that. Like, you know, like, uh, like if, if we did, like if our life looked different than it is now, if we ended up, you know, if we did lose what we have, like the, the thing that would be the same is that God would be there and we would love God and know God and serve God. And, um, that song is a lot about that. And I think that's, this is hard because talking about this stuff, it, it sounds cl- cliche and it sounds like just the right thing to say, but I think you bring up a good point in that, 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 that is all that actually does matter, right? Like loving God, serving him and knowing him. Like that's, that's what matters. And so I think at the end of the day, like as long as that's in place and happening, like that's all that we need. Yeah. 
this this guy isn't a, a Christian. It's a startup founder that I follow pretty closely, but he was talking kind of recently about you know how the whole coronavirus has impacted him and kind of how he's been thinking through things. And he was talking about how it actually, even though it hasn't affected their business that much, I mean, it's, there's definitely been like a negative impact, but it hasn't been like uh, devastating to them in any way. Um, how he hasn't been like personally affected by it all because uh, he basically said that he's like lost everything twice before. Mm-hmm. And the first time he lost everything, he was devastated and he vowed to never let it happen again. The second time he lost everything, um, I think it was in like the 2007, 2008 right. financial crisis, um, he realized that he doesn't have control over it. And so instead of worrying about and trying to protect things that he can't, he was going to focus on and invest in the things that can never be affected, like his family and his relationships and friendships. And um, I think that's a, a pretty good perspective. You know, I, I think... Um, you know, neither of us have been there, but many other people have. And I think that there, there's an interesting thing about human beings where even when we are at our lowest points and we lose everything and we feel like life is at its worst, it's still not actually that bad. Mm-hmm. And we, we adapt. We get used to it. It's it's the, um, the quote-unquote, the hedonic treadmill, not to nerd out too much, but human beings are really good at adapting to things. And even on like a, a non-spiritual kind of perspective like when we t- ask the question what are we really losing it's it's not much so that my point mm-hmm. isn't to like oh it's totally fine but um i think there's something to not worrying about like what are you actually worried about in this thing is it really losing like your physical things mm-hmm. you know or is it something deeper or greater or uh is there something you even should be worried yeah. about yeah i think it's cool like you, you're talking about how he he put emphasis on like things that he could con- not that he could control, but things that actually mattered, being family. And it's funny when you started like going that direction. I kind of thought, oh, he diversified, like he started another company. <laughs> like that, <laughs> that was my thought in my head. And then you said uh, family, and so I think that's a cool perspective. Like you know, having like God and family in place, and like you know, as long as you don't lose those things, like you will, you know, you will be okay, whatever you experience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was thinking about like in times like this of um, disappointment and frustration and letdown and, and uh, being scared and, or lonely. I feel like it's a time that such as this, where we are most prone to sin and um, like maybe, maybe falling back into old habits or just experiencing like sinful temptations. And so, uh, and I was kind of thinking like, if that's you, like if you're in that position, like, you know, again, like how do you respond to that? What is like a way to overcome that? And again, like worship, like, you know, I was thinking like, you know, cultivating worship in our life, like what does that do for us? And I think the number one like obvious thing that worship does is it it brings and it cultivates the presence of God. And, you know, wherever you are, whether it's your home or your, your car or your yard or on a walk, like God's presence like is there with you. And like it's that simple. And I just think like, you know, where the presence of God is, is, is where I want to be. And so, um, I don't know. This is one of those topics like, it's kind of like, yep, no, that heard that on to the next one, you know? And, um, I guess like, as I was thinking this through, I was kind of like, this is one of the ones like we know we hear a lot, but are we actually doing it? You know? Yeah. And I feel like for me, you know, this last week of kind of hitting like what week nine, I think week 10 of this quarantine, whatever. And so yeah, I kind of hit this wall of 10. like, okay, I'm over it. Right. And so I, f- I feel like I've, I've exhausted all of my like 
mind tricks and like <laughs> rationalization good habits or whatever yeah. it is. Like I've, I've exhausted that. And yeah. so I've kind of been thinking like, what do I do now? Like I'm really like, I feel like I've done all that I can to like, um, to withstand this any longer. And I feel like I, I'm not again, but I just arrived to, let me just worship. And I feel like it's, it's lifted that frustration and anxiety, um, temptation to be, to be sinful, like whatever it is, like it's, it's cured that. And it's mm. kind of reset my focus back on God. And it's a cool thing about worship is, um, you know, I think a, it brings God's presence, but B it, it really does reset your thinking and it kind of gets you back on, back on God. And the cool thing about that is like, it takes pressure off of you and it really, you know, it, in a sense puts it back on God and it, it, it forces you to trust him and to, and to, you know, to, to understand that he's going to be faithful and, um, that your situation is going to work out. So yeah, kind of most of my thoughts in a nutshell, but you know, what's interesting is, um, basically all, like you said, all of Job is the first like two chapters when like everything like happens mm-hmm. quote unquote. And then the rest of that is a lot of dialogue and a lot of Job crying out to God. And Job also interacting with some of his friends or, or family members. Um, and it's not until the very end where the Lord finally, responds to job and he basically says like hey job who are you to to say that and like where were you when i formed the the earth out of nothing and where were you when i set the stars in the sky and where were you when i filled the oceans and um it doesn't really answer job's questions but it refocuses job on who god is Mm -hmm. and when you think about i think that's really at the heart of what worship is and why it's so effective in times like these is it re reinforces your belief in the authority that you recognize in God and how powerful he is and he is in control and that he uh, like, this is not something for you to fix or to try to somehow uh, overcome on your own. Like this is something like God is in control Mm -hmm. and he is still God and he is still there and he's still worthy to be praised too. And there's no excuse not to. And in a really, uh, I think kind of foreign way, naturally it's something to worship God for Mm -hmm. even in ways that, you know, we don't know yet. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think that, um, you know, again, being one of those things that we already know, like we hear too often, I think going back to, um, I guess my question would be like, are you doing it right? Are you, yeah. are you, are you worshiping God on your own? Are you spending time with him? Like we, we've all been um, like, you know, kind of deprived of like that corporate gathering of, of worship and lifting up a song. And so like, we're not getting that. So right now, like, are you being intentional about like giving praise to God? And you know, if the answer is no, well then give it a shot. Just try it. And, and that's kind of where I found myself just like, kind of like like realizing oh oh crap like i haven't actually been doing this like let me do it you know mm-hmm. and um i don't know it's been funny to like kind of like re-realize the results that come from that you know so yeah so yeah yeah it's even i mean reset my thinking a little bit of like i don't know i think there's been some level of kind of burnout on like the routine of church sometimes mm-hmm. and um <laughs> to be honest at first I kind of like was digging it. Like I was digging like the being home all the time. Like yeah, uh, I was digging the uh, Sunday morning at home. Like the first two weeks, I loved it. Like yeah. we would, you know, we would have, have our coffee, <laughs> watch the service, and then make bre- it was so great. But after like week three or week four, it's kind of like okay, yeah. Like, you know. But I think that it's kind of revealing also that maybe 
maybe we're even too dependent on those types of worship or fellowship or devotion. And, you know, it kind of like exposes like, okay, what are you doing for yourself? Are you, you know, worshiping on your own accord? Are you reading your Bible? Mm -hmm. Are you, I mean, I know that I've been missing a lot of those things. Well, I think, okay. So yes, I agree with that. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like so much of our normal life has been uprooted that it's, it's hard to like, there could be a lot of things that are making like you off, you know, if you feel like off or feel like, does that make sense what I'm saying? It's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You but, know. I, but I think it, um, like that's been consistent. Spiritually speaking. Yes. Like that yeah. makes complete sense, but, but that's been, at least for me, like independent of coronavirus mm-hmm. and maybe this happening is more like showing me that that's been happening and that it's something that needs to be fixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and for a lot of people, maybe that, you know, if they get all of their, uh, like church as an institution and as a gathering, isn't supposed to be a hundred percent of your sort or the way that you connect with God, in other words. Mm -hmm. And this could be an opportunity also, like I said, when people are most desperate or when they're most bored or if they don't, if they're at the end of what other, other way they can do that, whether it's watching videos online, listen to podcasts or something that they actually need to sit down and talk with God and, and do something for themselves essentially. Yeah. Um, kind of off topic, but I've just been thinking like also, you know, the importance of community and, um, like being around people, having friends, like, uh, for the most of this quarantine, like we haven't done a whole lot, like haven't spent time with like a lot of friends and, this last Saturday, I had like a jam-packed day. Like in the morning, uh, two friends came over. We had coffee. We had breakfast. We hung out from like nine until like around one, like four hours. And then uh, I was like running late, but I went to hang out with uh, Hank D. Mahusky. We hung out for the afternoon, just chilled for a while, talked. It was great. Came home by like 4.35, and then a friend came over, and we had dinner, and then we went fishing. It was like a full day. I got home at like 10.30, 11, and like went to bed. So it was like a packed day, and I felt so good, honestly. Like it was yeah. awesome. Like I felt refresh now i'm more of like an extrovert kind of person like i'm like a mix but for sure more on that side like people refresh me and so uh i don't know i just kind of wanted to add like if you can like you know be intentional about during this time like if you feel comfortable like being around the being around people that you're close to you know um have quality time do something fun like for me it like for sure like lifted me up and it, it was yeah. cool it was yeah fun. definitely can't forget that part of it i think too for like i'm more introverted yeah for you you're like feeling so like well yeah right now but also at a certain point i'm like i really need to hang out with friends and i really need to talk with people and i really need to um you know like force myself to like make that happen you know because maybe i wouldn't naturally or at least i wouldn't feel it as soon as someone like you (laughs) but um it's been a good opportunity also like uh just being, I don't know, more intentional and like who, yeah. who would you hang out with or who would you reach out to or talk yeah. to? And, um, again, outside of the norm of like who's close by or who do I work with or who, uh, you know, can yeah. I go like do something with? It's like, who can I just call or who can I text? And that's been, I think something kind of opening to me as well. Yeah. Well, cool. Um, any closing thoughts or anything else? I don't think so. I mean, I, I like this just in the fact of like a reminder of how do we respond worship mm-hmm. and like, Simple. just let that yeah. sit, just yeah. let that sit in and just deal with that. Think about it, meditate on it. Um, I think that's important. Cool. Well, Corey, take us home. Okay. Well, if you have any thoughts about how 
we should respond or how you've been responding, let us know on social media. You can email us at cultivateandkeep.com. Um, please, if you like this podcast at all and you want to help us grow, give us a rating and review. Share it with a friend as well. Um, just send some nice words. Give us some five stars, six stars preferably. We haven't asked for that in a while, but if you can, just drop another star in the comments on your rating and review. And otherwise, we'll see you in the next one. Peace.